Thanks, everyone, for joining with us once again. We appreciate you watching our broadcast. We've been talking about over the last couple of weeks, God's promise to prosper you. We're going to continue that study today and also next week. So if at all possible, make your plans to join with us. Thank you also, studio audience, for being here. It's always a joy to have people to preach to in the studio. And uh, we appreciate how that you are so receptive and, and uh, energetic and, and uh, inspired and encouraging. Praise God. Amen. Before we get into our lesson today, I want to share some testimonies. I love reading what God is doing in behalf of the people that are watching the broadcast. Uh, here's one. The lady says, I listened to your message on the prayer petition. In regards to a serious need I had, uh, I had to have some surgery and the cost to repair it, uh, apparently this was a tooth, was $985. Well, I didn't have the finances and I wrote a prayer petition just as you taught and I was standing on the scriptures and within a month I received $1,000. Praise the Lord, my need was met over and above and I praise and thank the Lord for your message and how that he granted favor to me at a time I needed it in my life. Here's one from Minnesota, and it says, I lost my job of almost 30 years back in February. After listening to your teaching on the prayer petition, I wrote out my petition in regards to a job. Got a better job within two months, and I know the Lord used your teaching to bring this new position to me. May the Lord continue to bless you. And then here's one that... Um, I especially enjoyed. I sent an offering back in April, which was something I should have done months ago. I just didn't make the time. Uh, the day after I placed it in the mail, we received notice from the IRS that we overpaid taxes for 2013 and they were applying it to the portion we owed for 2009. My husband and I were so surprised, we immediately thanked God and praised God but the very next day, we received another letter from the IRS saying we overpaid in 2014, so that too was going to be applied to 2009, which then left us owing them $5.60. We laughed and thanked God for it. I was beginning to believe that this stuff, listen to this, I was beginning to believe that this stuff only happens to other people, and I'm sure glad I was wrong. I truly believe it from finally being obedient, and now I want to thank you for your teaching, and thank you for your obedience in teaching the Word of God. Hallelujah. Isn't that great? I don't know how much they owe, but getting it down to $5.60, and all the way back to 2009, think about all the interest that was being added to all that. But thank God, God came through for them. And God will come through for you. You know, we don't make these testimonies up. I don't sit down or somebody on my staff just write this and we use it. These are from uh, people just like you. I was uh, watching something on television last night and there was a commercial and down at the bottom it said, these are real people, not actors. I just want you to know these are not actors. <laughs> these are real people. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. And I, I thought, are they implying actors are not real people? <laughs> Some are not real people. Amen. All right. We're going to get into our lesson in just a few moments, uh, talking about God's promise to prosper you. But before we do, I want you to watch this very important announcement. We have some resources that we want to make available to you that will help you learn how to live in the blessing of God like God wants you to. Watch this. I'll be back in just a few moments. 
God has promised to prosper you. Biblical prosperity is God's intended lifestyle for believers. In the book, Why God Wants You to Prosper, Jerry Savelle establishes a biblical foundation for understanding the principles of divine prosperity and provides a step-by-step explanation of what it takes to walk out of financial bondage. Learn how to enjoy the peace and confidence that come from obeying God and applying His principles to your life. Also included in today's package is the three CD series, Favorable Opportunities for Prosperity. In this encouraging and insightful teaching, you will discover how the blessing of God and the favor of God work together to empower you and produce opportunities for prosperity. Request the God's Promise to Prosper You combo, including why God wants you to prosper and favorable opportunities for prosperity. Just call or visit jerrysavelle.org. Don't wait. Learn to step out of financial bondage into God's promised prosperity today. On our previous two broadcasts, we determined from the authority of God's Word that God has not only promised to prosper us, but God has done what is necessary to make that possible in our lives. How? By redeeming us from the curse and causing the blessing of Abraham to come on our lives. Once again, if you go back to the book of Genesis, you will find out that the moment God pronounced the blessing on Abraham, he immediately began to prosper. He immediately began to increase. In fact, the Bible says he became extremely wealthy. Not only that, but God promised that he would do this not only for Abraham, but for his seed. And we saw in the Word of God, you can go back and read it in Genesis, where Isaac prospered, Jacob prospered, Joseph prospered. And the Bible even said in Genesis 17, 7, that this promise uh, to be blessed and to be prosperous didn't end with Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, and so forth, but it is extended to Abraham's seed in their generation. And Paul tells us in Galatians chapter 3 that we are now the seed of Abraham because of what Jesus did at Calvary. Say that with me, everyone. I'm the seed of Abraham. Abraham. Say it again. I'm the seed of Abraham. Abraham. You know, that needs to become a vital part of your life, that you're the seed of Abraham. Uh, Joe McCroskey's here in the studio, and he's my international director, and he's been going uh, around the world with me for 35 years. And uh, when we first started going to the continent of Africa, everywhere we would go, I don't care if it was the big city or the bush, they would hear me say to them, I will never refer to you as third world people. I will call you the seed of Abraham. Because see, if you keep that third world people mentality, then you'll think this won't work for you. You know, but if you think in terms of seed of Abraham, then you begin to realize, hey, If it'll work for Jerry Savelle in the United States of America, then it'll work for me in the bush of Kenya. Hallelujah. Why? Because we're the seed of Abraham. And you know, they grabbed hold of that real quick. If there was anybody that I've ever preached to that understood covenant, it was the tribes in these African nations. They understand covenant. You know, our Western minds have a hard time with it. But if you get a hold of the word of God, and find out that you have a covenant with God, it's going to change the way you think for the rest of your life. So our covenant with Him establishes the fact that we have the right to prosper. But I want to uh, begin to refer to our covenant, and I want you to start thinking of it like this, not only as a covenant of prosperity, but a covenant of increase. It's a covenant of increase. 
In Genesis chapter 13 and verse 2, Abraham increased in cattle, in silver and in gold. Genesis 26, verse 13 and 14, Isaac increased until he became extremely wealthy. Genesis 33, 11, Jacob increased until he was able to declare, I have everything. Genesis chapter 39, verses 2 and 3, Joseph increased to the point that the Bible says everything he did flourished. When talking about our covenant uh, with God, the psalmist says in Psalm 115, verses 12 through 15, you ought to look this up. In fact, let's just do it right now. Go to Psalm 115 and begin reading in verse 12 and listen to what the psalmist said about our covenant and the way God thinks about it. And I might add, it should be the way we think about it as well. The Lord hath been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless them that feared the Lord, both small and great. The Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. Now notice the psalmist here is talking about covenant. And notice when you talk about covenant, you have to talk about being blessed. I mean, you can't separate being blessed from covenant. God established covenant with Abraham, and the first thing he did was bless him. And so here the psalmist says, the Lord has been mindful of us. He will bless us. Hallelujah. You know what that tells me? What's on the mind of God? When God's thinking about you and me, what's he thinking? How can I bless them? How can I bless them? Hallelujah. You know, that's the way I think. I consider myself to be a good father. I believe if you ask both my daughters, they tell you I'm, a, I'm a, not only a good father, a great father. My grandchildren think I'm a great grandfather. I'm El Shaddai, Papa. I'm the grandfather who does exceeding abundant above all they can ask or think. Amen. And, uh, you know, as a father, I'm always thinking about how I can bless my children, how I can bless my grandchildren. We, we got to have one of our grandchildren uh, with us over the last few days. And uh, we always like to, to, to take her before school starts again and take her out on a shopping spree. And, and, and she is the hardest to buy for because she doesn't want you to do too much. And, you know, it would say no limits. And you have to make her look at something. Oh, well, that's too much. No, it's not. This is El Shaddai Papa. You know? <laughs> you know, I'm buying stuff for her that I don't know if she really wants or not, you know, but, but yeah, she eventually says, I like that, you know, and, and we just bless her, you know, and she says, Mimi, Papa, you did too much. I can't help it. I've been hanging around God for 46 years now. He's the God that does too much. And I'm the seed of Abraham that does too much just like him. Hallelujah. It's just the nature of God to do more than enough. Amen. Well, our covenant is a covenant of increase. It's designed by God to bring increase into your life. And notice he says, he will bless us. Not only will he bless us, but verse 14, once again, the Lord shall increase you more and more. Everybody shout more and more. more, and more. In the mind of God, you can't have too much. Boy, where was religion when that verse was written? In the mind of God, you can't have too much. His only requirement is you remember Deuteronomy 8, 18. Just remember it was he 
that produced it in your life. Amen. As long as he gets all the glory, as long as he gets all the credit for it, and you use it to bring glory to him, then as far as he's concerned, you can't have too much. I will increase you more and more. And if you had seen where Carolyn and I started from and see what's happened to us over the last 46 years, you could sum it up in one word, increase. Increase. We have increased because we found out how to walk in this covenant. Now, if you look at the word very closely, you're going to find that God has no problem with you increasing. Religion does. Some Christians do. And you know what? I found out that in many cases, the world doesn't have as much problem with me increasing as some Christians do. Amen. I mean, I've, I've had non-believers, you know, get happy about what God was doing in my life. God did that for you. And I remember one time when the Lord blessed me with a, with a new car and, and I was at a service station filling it up and the guy next to me said, Mr. That is a beautiful car. I said, you know, the Lord gave this to me. The Lord blessed me with this. Who did? The Lord, Jesus, God blessed me with this car. Are you serious? He said, man, I wish I could talk like that. I said, well, make Jesus Lord of your life and you can have the same testimony. He was excited about it. I remember one time a Christian saw me come riding up on a new motorcycle. <laughs> Who do you think you are? I've never had a new motorcycle. I've never had a new car, you know, and they act like I stole it or something. <laughs> I remember one time I, I had a brand new Harley Davidson. I had less than 500 miles on it. And the Lord spoke to me and told me to give it to somebody else. And so I, I asked him to come and meet me. And I rode it up in the parking lot where we met. And he and his wife were standing there looking at this brand new, beautiful motorcycle, less than 500 miles. And I said, the Lord told me to give it to you. Now he was one of my Bible school students. And before coming to my Bible school, he had spent 29 years in prison. And his wife had gotten him saved while he was in prison. He got out, wasn't supposed to ever get out, but he got out and she brought him to Bible school along with herself. And when I gave him that motorcycle and I said, and I prayed over him, I said, now use it for the glory of God. He cried like a baby. Now this guy is huge. He's bad looking. I mean, he's saved, but he still looks bad. You know. And he cried like a baby. And when he finally stopped crying, he said, brother Jerry, it's the first Harley I've ever owned that I didn't steal. <laughs> And boy, he rode all over the country on that thing, leading people to Christ. One time he sent me a picture of him and her and all their gear on that motorcycle. And I don't know how in the world that bike went down the road because he weighed a good 270 pounds himself. And then with all the gear, but they were out there sharing the Lord with, with people. And that motorcycle became a tool for evangelism. Amen. So, God will bring increase into your life. Here's a man who'd spent the last 29 years of his life in prison. He begins to learn how to walk in his covenant. And what's happening to him? Increase. He didn't have to steal it. God gave it to him. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Jesus came that we might have life. But he doesn't end there. Abundant life. Everybody shout abundant life. The Amplified Bible says he came that we might have life, enjoy life, to the full 
and until it overflows, hallelujah, overflowing life, real life, abundant life. You know, in the book of Acts, when the early disciples began to preach to the masses, the Bible says in Acts chapter 13, verse 32 and 33, here, here was the message that they preached. So now we are bringing you the good news. I'm reading from the Amplified. We are bringing you the good news, the gospel, that what God promised to our forefathers, this he has completely fulfilled for us by raising up Jesus. What he promised, this is Acts chapter 13, verse 32 and 33. What he had promised to Abraham, our forefathers, the Bible says he completely fulfilled for us, his children, by raising up Jesus. So in other words, Jesus, was, his purpose was not only to redeem us from the curse, not only to deliver us from Satan's bondage, not only give us back the authority that Adam had been stripped of when he committed high treason, but he was also given that we might live the abundant life, hallelujah, that we might live in that blessing that Abraham lived under and even better because the book of Hebrews says that our covenant is a better covenant founded on better promises. So I like to say it this way. Abraham's covenant caused you to be blessed and favored. My covenant, since it's a better covenant, causes me to be extremely blessed and highly favored. You like that? Praise God. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm extremely blessed and I am highly favored. See, God had promised our forefathers a redeemer and Jesus became the fulfillment of that promise. He not only redeemed us from Satan's grip, but from everything that Satan was the author of. Paul tells us once again in Galatians 3.13, we're redeemed from the curse. If you go back and read Deuteronomy chapter 28, beginning in about verse 15, all the way through the end of the chapter, you're going to find what is under the curse. In fact, one of those curses says this. I'm going to read it to you. Deuteronomy 28 and verse 48. One of the curses is always being in hunger, in thirst, in nakedness, and in want of all things. In the mind of God, if you don't have enough to eat, if you don't have enough to wear, and if you're in want of everything, that is a curse. Amen. And let's remember, we're redeemed from the curse. Yes. Amen. We're redeemed from the curse. So that means God doesn't want you living in want of all things for the rest of your life. Say it with me. That's under the curse. That's under the curse. Say this, and Jesus redeemed me from the curse. And Jesus so to walk around for the rest of your life thinking that I'm supposed to have all these needs. I'm supposed to be in want. I'm not supposed to have abundance. That's a lie from the devil. You've been redeemed from that, praise God. And you have the blessing of Abraham on your life. Can you say amen? amen. Now it would behoove you to go to Deuteronomy chapter 28 and read verses 1 through 13 because there you're going to find the blessings. Yes. And one of the things I love about it, it says, and they'll come on you and overtake you. Hallelujah. Yes. They'll come on you and overtake yes. you. I'd like to say while, I, while I'm pursuing God, blessings are pursuing me. Yes. Everywhere I go, there's a blessing trying to find me. Hallelujah. Yes. I can't think of any place I go where a blessing doesn't come on me. Hallelujah. Amen from big things to small things, but nevertheless, they're blessings. 
You know, uh, Carol and I were, were taking our granddaughter to the mall a couple of days ago to, to bless her, get her some school clothes for school starting soon. And so uh, we're driving up to the mall and it's a big mall and there's, you know, loaded with people. And so we pulled up there and we were going to eat at this restaurant first and then go into the mall. And just as we pulled up, a car pulled out right on the front row. And Carol and I both said, isn't it wonderful to live in the favor of God? You say, well, that's just a small thing. Yeah, but it sure counts when you don't have to walk a mile. Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. Especially in hundred degree heat around here. Sweating like a mule before you get to the restaurant. (laughs) Oh, that was a blessing. That was a favor, you know. But, you know, I, I could testify hundreds and even thousands of times that when I got through eating, the waiter came and said, uh, somebody's already paid for your meal. That's a blessing. Amen. Amen. That's a blessing. Praise God. So this blessing is designed by God to bring increase into your life. Read Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 1 through 13, and it'll talk about having plenty the Amplified Bible even says a surplus of prosperity. Amen. God has promised to prosper you. This really, truly belongs to you. So let that sink deep down into your spirit. God never breaks covenant. Amen. Amen. Psalm 89, 34 says, my covenant will I not break nor alter the thing that is going to out of my lips. So if it was God's will for Adam to prosper, Noah to prosper, Abraham to prosper, and right on down the line, since God never breaks covenant, then it's got to be His will for us to prosper. Can you say amen? Amen. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 6 as we uh, prepare to close today. Hebrews chapter 6. And look at verse 13. For when God made promise to Abraham because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. In other words, there's no higher power or authority than God. You know, if you've ever uh, been in a courtroom situation, had to testify in a case or something, what they have you do, raise your right hand, put your hand on the Bible, and swear that you'll tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me God. Amen? Well, God doesn't have anybody higher that He can say that to. He can't turn around and say, I swear, because He is God. So the Bible is saying here, because he could swear by no greater, he swear by himself. Now what this is implying is, God is saying, if I ever break this, if I ever do the opposite of what I'm about to say and have swear to, then I lay the entire corporate structure of heaven on the line. Everything I am, everything I own, I'm laying it on the line. So what did he swear? Surely blessing, I will bless thee and multiplying, I will multiply thee. What is God saying? He's saying this to Abraham. And of course, we're the seed of Abraham. So what is God saying? I swear to you, I will bless you and I'll bring increase into your life. That's God's solemn oath. See, I I envision that often when I'm facing an impossible looking situation. In the natural, there's nothing I can do about changing it. I just close my eyes and I see God swearing, taking that oath. Jerry Savelle, I swear to you, you will not be defeated by this. No weapon formed against you will prosper. 
I swear I will empower you to prosper and overcome this. I'm God. Hallelujah. Amen. And that just, that just becomes like later Hebrew says, an anchor to my soul. It just enables me to endure and persevere no matter what's happening around me. So I want you to get that down into your spirit today, that God has taken an oath to prosper you. God has taken an oath to bless you, to bring increase into your life. Dare believe what he says and quit believing what the devil says or anybody else. Amen. You watch this announcement, then I'll be back in just a few moments. God has promised to prosper you. Biblical prosperity is God's intended lifestyle for believers. In the book, Why God Wants You to Prosper, Jerry Savelle establishes a biblical foundation for understanding the principles of divine prosperity and provides a step-by-step explanation of what it takes to walk out of financial bondage. Learn how to enjoy the peace and confidence that come from obeying God and applying His principles to your life. Also included in today's package is the three CD series, Favorable Opportunities for Prosperity. In this encouraging and insightful teaching, you will discover how the blessing of God and the favor of God work together to empower you and produce opportunities for prosperity. Request the God's Promise to Prosper You combo, including why God wants you to prosper and favorable opportunities for prosperity. Just call or visit jerrysavelle.org. Don't wait. Learn to step out of financial bondage into God's promised prosperity today. It's been rich once again today. Praise God. I've enjoyed bringing the word to you. I trust you've enjoyed it. And I want to encourage you once again to order the resources we're making available to you. This represents 46 years of not only studying the Bible, but living the Bible and watching God confirm it with signs following. I'm not preaching to you anything that is not already working in my own life. I know this will work. It's working for me. It's working for hundreds of thousands, even millions of other people, and it will work for you if you choose to believe it. Praise God. Once again, my book, Why God Wants You to Prosper. This not only teaches you the fundamental principles of your covenant with God, but also why God wants you blessed and why he wants you highly favored and why he wants you to prosper. God told Abraham, I will bless you so that you can be a blessing. That's important. It's learning how to use that prosperity the way God designed it. And when you learn how to use it the way God designed it, then it's unending, uninterrupted in your life. And then also these three CDs, this is a package we put together for you entitled Favorable Opportunities for Prosperity. The blessing of God empowers you to prosper. The favor of God creates the opportunities for it to happen. This is a powerful study about three hours in length. And I'm telling you, you will gain some tremendous insight. Go to your, our website or uh, all the ordering information is on the screen. Place your order right away. We'll send it to you by return mail. Also, I want to remind you, they put this up here for me and many times I forget it, but I don't want to forget it today. Go and use our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we live stream our Sunday morning services from Heritage of Faith, and we have a mobile app. It supports all smart smartphones and tablets. So we got, we're going to get the word in you one way or the other. Okay, take advantage of that. Have a great week. I'll see you again next week. And until then, remember, your faith will overcome the world. 